everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Ryan Muhammad, a writer for Becker's Healthcare. Today, I am pleased to be joined by Angie Adams, Director of Professional Services Healthcare Provider at CareyWorks. Angie, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mariah? I am so good. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, and with that, we can jump right into the first topic in our conversation today. Uh, to begin, would you mind giving us some background on how long you've been with the company and what your position entails? Sure. Um, and I'm excited to be here. So it's great talking with you today. I am the Director of Professional Services here at CareerWorks. I've been here for three to four years now. I'm actually responsible for making sure that when we provide services to our customers, that we have the right skill set um, to do the work that is being requested, as well as just providing some industry expertise and knowledge to our team members, informing our product line and supporting our sales team to make sure that our customers' needs are being met when it comes to professional services and engagements. Wonderful. Thank you for that introduction. And since it sounds like you have a lot of knowledge on healthcare providers, um, can you tell us any industry trends you're seeing currently? Yeah, you know, I, I started my career um, 17 or 18 years with a healthcare payer in the provider network space. And so I, I've been monitoring those um, activities and trends over those years. And I think most recently, you know, COVID kind of changed our world when it comes to healthcare, especially for providers. One of the big trends we're seeing now is providers opting out and having just a paucity of providers available to support members combined with advancing technology that is rapidly evolving and trying to marry those two so that providers actually can spend the time that they have with members seeking care, um, along with pressures of inflation and increased costs and increased administrative burden on both providers and payers. It's, it's really a, a complex um, time right now, in particular, with healthcare providers opting out and a lot of healthcare providers retiring in future years. One of the trends that really needs to be addressed is how do we make sure that there's equity with members? How can members and patients get medical treatment that they truly, really need? Um, and that's one of the biggest challenges that I see today along and some of the things that they're addressing, doing to address some of those things are health equity um, uh, programs, as well as interoperability to try to help bridge that gap between payers and providers, as well as between providers themselves. Absolutely. I completely agree. And for you, why is it so essential for payers to be more agile in their work? Uh, is there any technologies you know of that can assist in that work? There absolutely is. There's, there's a lot of tools today that, especially with that evolution, are, are critically important. Some, some of the things that um, we're seeing today is, is that low-code, no-code type of application that allows payers um, to build software and build applications that can support um, automation and uh, processes and improving efficiencies so that they can work better with providers. You know, it used to be that it, it might take, you know, a year or 18 months or even longer to build a program that will support operational um, tasks and functions. With low-code and no-code platforms, it's 
um, much easier and, and software can be built and applications can be built to support workflows much faster um, than it used to be. It's not uncommon to have you know, a new product or software built in just a couple of months. Um, and, and then allowing those types of things to be improved upon um, in, a, in a more agile fashion so that you can evolve very quickly as processes change as the industry landscape changes. There's also other things like machine learning um, to help improve some of the manual tasks and processes that are inevitable in every process and, and operational tasks. Those are some of the, the key technologies that we're seeing a lot more, as well as a lot of health plans and payers are starting to move to the cloud, which just you know, five, 10 years ago was really not something that um, healthcare payers were interested in because you know, they're, they're, they've been around for a long time and, and the security was, was definitely not as good as it is now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that insight. And I think you would agree that for everyone's best interest, member and provider relations need to maintain a level of understanding and teamwork. Um, how do operational process improvement, improvements make a substantial impact on this relationship? You know, that is such a, a loaded question because the, the key th the key aspect to healthcare is really the providers being able to see patients. You know, just 10, 15 years ago, they used to spend, you know, nine to 10% of their time on administrative functions, which means, you know, working with healthcare payers to get approvals and things like that. Over the last, you know, 10 years, that has increased to a significant portion of their day. Um, 30% and some even reporting as much as 50% of their time is spent on administrative tasks. That's not just interacting with payers, that's also, you know, charting and things in their EHR systems. But the, the more that healthcare payers and providers can work efficiently and effectively from everything to onboarding and enrolling the providers in the process, credentialing them, um, their authorizations and, and claim submission, the easier that can be done and made for providers, the more time they will have to spend with patients and providing the care that, that patients need, which will be critically important um, as we're seeing a reduction in the availability of providers being able to build processes and procedures that allow them to spend more time is in everyone's best interest. Absolutely. And for me, I've repeatedly heard professionals discuss network provider contacts. Uh, for you, Angie, how and why do payers, now more than ever really, uh, need to manage network provider contacts proactively? It's, it's exactly what, you know, we were just talking about is the, the more that they can engage with one another to make sure that they understand how to interact with one another effectively and efficiently, the quicker they can adapt to the changing healthcare landscape. I mean, even medicine is changing. There are things that were not very common, you know, five, 10 years ago, like telemedicine. That was not something that was leveraged heavily. And, and often many healthcare payers did not have that type of service in their contract. There are services um, that have not even been available with CMS coding in Medicare. 
those types of things change and, and those contacts and contracts have to keep up with that. Um, as new services are made available, providers need to know what to expect and not be limited by, am I going to get paid for providing the care? Um, and, and the contracts with payers have to keep up with that, um, both administratively and financially. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that information. Um, and before I let you go, would you happen to have any closing thoughts for our listeners or any tips healthcare providers can use to combat any of these challenges we discussed today? You know, I think the, the most important thing is for payers and providers to keep talking because ultimately healthcare is about treating people and providing them the services that they need. There's often a, a bit of a you know, contentious relationship between payers and providers because sometimes they're objective or at odds with one another. Compassion and trying to understand the, the position that each is in and coming up with solutions that meet the needs of both groups um, because it is a complex problem and there's a lot of complex things that occur in healthcare today and being able to make sure that patients get the care that they need is ultimately very important and that's the goal of healthcare. Payers and providers can partner together on this and, and we're seeing some of those payer provider partnerships and interoperability um, among payers and providers will really set the stage for that, but they have to continue talking and working together to make sure that patients actually get the care that they need. And that's in the best interest of the providers as well as the payers. Payers really wanna make sure that their members get the care that they need. Um, but it requires that we talk and work together and, and remember um, and think about the position that each other is in and the challenges that they have to come up with the best and most creative solutions to those problems. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Angie, for your time and a great discussion today. It's truly been an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful experience and um, thank you for the opportunity. Yes, of course. And I'd also like to thank Carrie Works as well for sponsoring this episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page.